Hello everyone and welcome back to The Soul's Conquest. I'm your host Madhuri Masapati and I welcome you to season 5 of this wonderful, wonderful journey that we have been on for almost two years now. Woohoo! I'm super excited to share with you the stories of amazing coaches, creatives and entrepreneurs from around the world who are here to share their journeys, their crafts, their stories of obstacles and how they overcame it, tips, solutions, advice, all these wonderful, wonderful things all jam-packed into one single episode that you can listen to after this intro ends. So plug in your headphones or earphones or airpods or whatever you guys listen to on. Grab your phone, make sure that you have your notes app open to write down anything that resonates with you. And let's tune into today's episode. Welcome back to The Soul's Conquest Season 5. I am super, super hyped to have a fellow coach and an amazing, amazing friend. Let's say friend because we met recently, but I love her energy. I love how open she is and how she just sparkles. So I am super excited to invite Denisia into this wonderful podcast. Denisia, if you want to, please go ahead and introduce yourself to the people who are listening to you or watching you for the very first time. Oh, Madhurina, that was so nice and so sweet. <laughs> I appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on your show and this season. Um, so it's amazing. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Denisia Hilton Harper, and I'm a doctor of Eastern Medicine and Holistic Wellbeing Consultant. Um, I basically, from my foundation of Eastern Medicine, now I get the glorious honor of creating playful spaces um, that are for women who are leaders, they're entrepreneurs, they're executives, right? And in these spaces that we correct it, or or I create, I should say, um, they actually get to come in and using play, they get to actually explore their spiritual, emotional, mental and physical health and how that plays a role into their soul's expression. Um, so then that way, when they're out there and they're leading in whatever capacity that they're in, they're doing it in a way that optimizes their holistic health and well-being and leadership versus the whole stress out, burnout, mm-hmm. the fake it till you make it type. Like, no, we're all about uncovering who you are and what's who's your perfect, authentic self. So then that way you feel confident and comfortable to be that wherever you're at. And so we get to use play to be able to do that in whatever spaces it is that I happen to have for them. Oh my gosh, that is powerful. I I genuinely resonated so hard with that. So anyone who's <laughs> listening to this podcast right now, towards the end, I will have Denisia share a bit more about the work that she's doing, any promotional offers she has, and you can click the link in the podcast description to reach out to her and check her out. Um, I wanted to start off with asking you, how did you start your journey? Like, what was the trigger? What was the thing that made you go, you know what? I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to say that it's kind of like a a mix of pathways, right? Mm -hmm. So like when I was younger, I wanted to go into health for the longest time. So um, I was actually very curious about it um, just because of my family. And then we were in and out of the hospital a lot. And so I was, I could kind of tell that I was just curious. I asked questions or things just kind of would come to me or even more so um, learning too, that there were these empathic tendencies. It was just like, I would, I could like feel it and take, literally feel and take things on. Um, caveat y'all because of these empathic tendencies I do practice things so that I don't take them on (laughs) by the way and I could still have understanding of what is going on with people that are around me or wherever I'm at in my environment um so I kind of like went on like I'm gonna do health whatever and got into undergrad and had this meeting with an advisor that did not go so well and I was like, I don't like what you're presenting to me. And so then basically I logicized and rationalized my way into another major. (laughs) And I started event planning and ended up fundraising and all of that. And then it was like one day when it was like, Denise, you got to come back to health was I was actually touring um, at one of the colleges of medicine here on the campus that I was working at. And we were in a cadaver lab. And as we were in this cadaver lab, 
I was literally standing there and just looking at this body and started seeing things and asked, did I started asking questions about the person in their life? Like, was there this, was there that? And then someone's at the foot of the bed and reading the notes. And I was like, yeah, they had this, this, and this, like all these diagnoses. And then I was, that was when I heard like, it's time to go back to medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I started then like, all right, what do I need to do now? (laughs) And it actually was a conversation with a sorority sister. And she was like, if there's another way that you could treat patients, then would you be interested? So that's how I got introduced to acupuncture and oriental medicine. And like what totally got me was you mean that there's a medicine that there's people that actually are looking at your whole life? Like they're looking at you as a whole person and then offering guidance in, in what you could do to feel better or, and also it was like, whoa, and you can kind of, they're positioning things so that you can heal from within, like you're healing yourself. I'm like, Hmm. And so, so that like locked it in and, Mm. um, it just really like got me saying, yeah, let's do it. Like I want to do this. And so I was really excited to go into the Eastern medicine path. Um, I still actually pay very much so attention to Western medicine. It's It can be easy for me to understand it. Mm -hmm. And so I charge myself to see like, how can I explain things? Me being in the U S speaking with people that for the most it's Western medicine is what they know. But then they come to Eastern medicine or the spiritual practices and arts because they're, they don't feel complete. Like they don't feel like their health and wellness, that there's some other perspective that they could get. Right. So like I personally, it's fun for me, but at the same time I do say, let me see what connections are there between Eastern medicine and Western medicine. So I can explain this better when I'm speaking with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do very much so more of a teaching than just treating approach, um, mm-hmm. so that you could take this information and you can carry that on in your life. Like, I don't want you dependent on me. I'm here to guide you and train you so that you can be reliant on yourself, like reliant on learning what these signs and symptoms are and what they mean for you so that you are empowering yourself to, you know, go out and recruit your own health and well-being team. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I am genuinely excited by that because, you know, I resonate really hard with that solely because as a coach, my entire goal is to ensure that people can go ahead even after the coaching program and can go and be like, you know what? I have it figured out. I have the tools necessary to work on my own self. Uh, because at the end of the day, I feel like it's really important. People don't realize how powerful and impactful they are and how much power mm. they have within to take care of themselves, to be the one in charge of their own life. I'm going to say it again, to be the one in charge of their own life. That is so huge. And so many people are afraid of it because they're like, but what if I mess up? It's your life, sweetie. You can go ahead and mess up and learn from it and grow and do all the things so I'm the kind of person who is like a strict believer of that like you got this I'm here to support you but I want you to learn how to manage your stress on your because dependency even in taking care of yourself to that limit doesn't make sense to me it's like I need to be able to take care of myself and then moving forward ask for support receive support and be Mm -hmm. in that I'm going off on a tangent, but I think it, I think that it does belong like in this convo, you know, and mm-hmm. frankly, I feel like you were guided to speak on that. And so like, there's, and I, be, I believe that, and I'm so with you on that because like, you know, what I've experienced and what I've seen too, is like, people think that if they go into say Eastern into the Eastern medicine arts, or if they go into say astrology or human design or whatever, I personally feel like depending on who it is that you come across, right? Like that they take that power plug and all they're doing is plugging it into them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you think that you are, but no, you're just plugging into other things. And it just has a different name when you could indeed look for 
the people that sound like they're similar to what we're talking about here that are like, no, you have all the power from within. I'm here to actually reflect and add on to that. Right. Like, and I feel like that is more sustainable. So like, that's one of the things that I look for is in, in what we're talking about, right. Is so that you don't need us. Right. Is sustainability. That's what it means. And so in whatever way it is that we could show that to them. And like, I personally don't call myself a healer, Mm -hmm. um, in the, in relationship to other people, I'm a healer to myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I think that's huge. And in my opinion, I think it's huge because once again, it, it's a symbol of power that's outside of someone. Like they're saying that, oh, they healed me. No, 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 no. Like I, I, I'm positioning things so that you can heal yourself. Mm. That is power. And and I know you said like, you mentioned something about um, like uh, that, that, that they don't know that they, how much power they have. And then at the same time, you can try to show them and tell them that they may not want to, you know, engage in that. And I, I, I've sat with those before and contemplated on that. Um, and I think a big part of it is because once you increase that awareness, mm. right, when you increase awareness about anything, and in this case, let's just say about their healing capacity for themselves, that means then you have a choice. Mm. That means then that the responsibility has shifted. So you, it's almost like you can't really say you didn't know anymore. Mm. and now that responsibility and like that weight like can get to some right and like i just say you gotta you just gotta go and do it like you gotta go and experience they're really i don't think there is any messing up like it's just a part of your experience you wouldn't know you wouldn't learn unless you took that action step that's it yeah 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 you know, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I resonate so hard because that is one thing that I've always said. You know, awareness doesn't matter unless you act on it. And once you are so fine-tuned into that awareness about who you are, who you're meant to be, I feel like every time in a scenario where you just mentioned, right? Like people always come up to you and like, oh, they healed me. Like, no, you are giving your power away, and you are aware yeah. of the fact that you're giving your power away because you know for a fact that you heal yourself. <laughs> They were just guiding you. They were just, and I, I said this once with one of my clients. I told her, look, sweetheart, you already have all the gold buried in you, right? It's just collected dust over time because of what others <laughs> have told you. I'm the one who's just brushing the dust aside. I'm not putting that gold in there for you. That already mm-hmm. exists. I'm just brushing mm-hmm. the dust aside so that you can see, ah, I have it. I have what I needed yeah. all along. So yeah. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I am telling where this conversation is going. And we are already only down the second question. So it's like, what else is going to come up? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> all right, Denise. I wanted to ask you, did you have any limiting beliefs when you started out on this journey as, um, you know, as you explored acupuncture, as you explored Eastern medicine and where you are right now? Did you have any limiting beliefs that were like, you know what? Let's not. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. I came across that phrase limiting beliefs a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and especially because, you know, in the consulting space and coaching space, it's pretty huge. Um, and I, I'm going to challenge this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, w- I would like to challenge it because I kind of feel like, how would you know if it was a limit? Oh. Right. Like, how, how would you know? And so what I can, how I can speak to it is that like, what I, what I can hear that you're wanting to get to, how I can speak to it is that like, one of the things is I didn't know how much power I did have, mm-hmm. like in, in creation in, and in co-creating with God and with universe. I didn't know that. I can't say that before I learned that, that it was limiting because I didn't know, you you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to challenge that, that phrase because I feel like a lot of people might like use that. So the client patient side, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. would use it as a crutch. The coach, consultant, physician, provider, um, practitioner uses some people use it in a way to, I feel like, keep people in. Mm-hmm. Right. Like um, to keep them in their sphere, to keep them buying things. Right. And I'm like, eh. To me, I'm like neutral here. And I just want to say, you didn't even, you possibly literally didn't even know that you believed that. What we did though was discover that you were perhaps in an environment that did believe. So another one for me was like, um, <laughs> sometimes my mom thought that like, because of what I, like I stopped going to church, like to an official church. Um, even though we grew up going to church, but she started to think that I didn't believe in God. And so in, in to kind of like explore that with her and they're like, no, I believe in God. Like, it's just that my relationship is different. Like the way that I was taught was as if that was power outside of me. And I could only have this relationship if I was in these four walls of a church, listening to this one person, when actually I went and explored myself and learned, I can have a relationship and I can learn in a way that I feel like I can learn. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and so that is one, um, like that's one belief, like especially if you want to incorporate the spiritual aspects here. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was like the, so it's acupuncture and Eastern medicine, right? Like, and like I said, I'm in the U S so there was, it was kind of like this belief by many people like, Oh, it doesn't work or, um, what, you know, what is that? Like, you're just doing these needles and these herbs, like when you could just take this medicine. So it's like, there was this belief too that like I thought, oh, there was that only way until someone introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So so this belief that Western medicine was the way was there because that was all I was exposed to. It wasn't a limit. It was just what I was exposed to. Um and so until someone else introduced. So and then because of that, what happened? My awareness increased. Then I was like, okay, well, I accept responsibility now that my awareness has increased to do some research. Then now I'm going to make a choice. Which route do I want to go? You know, and even then, like I said, I still play on both sides. Like I still do functional medicine, like um, studying and practicing and things like that to blend them because I actually do believe both of them work very well together. Um, It's just that you don't there's not many that will play on both sides and there's mm-hmm. not many that might refer, um, to the other side. So like, um, I'm very much so if I learn about something <laughs> or I need test or some way that would help facilitate the process, then I best believe I'm going to go all in and be like, mm-hmm. what are they talking about? What did they find out? Like, da, 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 da. but I will say I don't only go by studies mm-hmm. to say that, to believe that something would help and something with support. Um, and I say that because I ended up learning with studies, what will happen is that like, depending on who's behind the study and who's publishing the study, they may or may not want certain information published. So then you have to always look at those studies with a lens of this is what's in front of me. And there's potentially information that was left out. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you still have to involve yourself into like learning that. Um, so I could say then too, could that potentially have limited me mm. with studies saying yeah. this doesn't work and all that? Sure. But it didn't. Like I still did my own research. I still consulted myself and felt like, yeah, like let's do this and, yeah. and go this way and then kind of just create my own path and blend the way that I blend through mm-hmm. my experiences or through the people that I meet and learn more about those other modalities that it's it's like holy guacamole you know (laughs) i'm amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love that i love that you had that element of exploration and you still have that element of exploration of how you can blend these two things together and learn more know that there are still things that might be left out and so you are in that process of exploration of learning more i love that for you and i love that for the people that work with you so that (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> Best <laughs> believe you'll get introduced to some stuff and be like, wait, what? And it'll be like, yeah, this is what, just, just look into it. Just feel it. Cause that's my big thing. It's like, it's all tools. They're all mm-hmm. tools to, I call them tools to resource. So I don't call them tools and resources. I call them tools to resource. So we broke down resource to being re hyphen source. Come back to you to source your source. So it's whatever these tools. And if you could see them only as tools, then you could still see that the power is within you. So yeah. then that way you're not like dependent because mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you with these women and like, some of them can, they are in positions of like chronic health conditions or, or, and trying to understand like what's going on. Right. And then for some, for many, it's like they, they choose. And it's also the way that the system is built too. Right. Like they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not healed of whatever. And, or, um, I still have to do this because my numbers in a lab says X, Y, Z. So like, and and to me, labs can be awesome. And I don't like introducing them too early on because I don't want you, once again, take that plug and put that plug into that test and then that test determining your fate. Mm. Like I don't I don't want to position you to do that. So we I like to position you to get to get them in a place where they do feel confident within themselves. They see at least this glimmer of the power within them. And then now we look at these other tools as reflectors. Mm -hmm. They're reflectors and they're guideposts. They're information to guide us as to what else might be next for you. That's it. And to ask you, did you have any mentors or did you have some sort of a support system as you started this journey? of exploring Eastern medicine. Yeah, I did actually. And one of them, um, I call him my big brother. He was, when I was in grad school, he um, was a year, I think a year or two ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of like literally met. It was more energetic for sure because I was kind of drawn to him and was like, I'm not quite sure why I want to talk to this man like randomly, but like, <laughs> but I am that person that will talk to people randomly sometimes and random people talk to me. And I've since then learned that there's messages that would could be carried. Um, and so I honor that that's just the way that spirit moves. Um, but yeah, like he, I went to go talk with him one day and his response was, I've been waiting for you. And it was like, he knew in a way he was going to be my teacher and in in this. And so I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, I'm here. What do you got? You know, like, (laughs) 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 so like, um, yeah, he, now we talk sparingly and at the same time though it doesn't feel like I've lost anything mm. um so because he's always honored like I'm gonna go and, and go out there and I'm gonna see what's resonating with me and then all of that stuff and at the same time like I'll ask him about some things or um things that I might come across and I'll share with him and be like hey like both of us love books you know mm. so um anything that I might come across I'll be like oh did you see this fuck like so we can totally jam out about that but he's a he's a big 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 mentor for me um and then one other was a teacher um as far as like the spiritual aspects of eastern medicine that oftentimes is left out when being taught in the west um and that's a historical thing so like if you want to learn it the you can, um, you just have to put in more effort. <laughs> um, but she was the one who saw that ability within me to see in that, from that lens. Um, and so she's the one who introduced like other authors and other books and assignments <laughs> for me to do, um, so that I can actually get in there and like learn it. Um, yeah. And she's the one who pointed out just how much it is that I speak into existence, a lot of things and mm-hmm. what I see even for other people and patients. Um, and yeah, I just remember one day in clinic and she's like, Ooh, you have to be very careful with what you say because you literally manifest what you speak. And I didn't, at that time I was like, I don't know what she means by that, but I, I, you know, it catapulted me into like learning more. 
Um, and so I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> um, so I am very, very careful with what it is that I speak and how I speak and for myself and for others. And that is intentional. Um, and especially in the health and well-being and leadership space too, mm. because I do see possibility and potential for people and I'd like for them to see it for themselves. And so I like to speak that into life and into existence. Oh, I love that. What, what did having the support mean for you? Like, was it something that was powerful or was it something that often sometimes happens that, you know, people who share their advice with you is not deceived in the same way maybe because of how they said it so it can be both positive or negative so what was having support like this meant to you personally in this journey um i really appreciated having somebody that i could speak to in that language like in mm -hmm. with using esoteric type language that they understood and that they could also teach me Mm -hmm. Right. And I, a practice of discernment. And this is something that I do now, even as I like look for support for myself. Um, and I mirror that for others is I do pay attention to if they are positioning me to have to be reliant on them. Mm -hmm. Or are they positioning me to be reliant on myself, on myself and my own intuition and on my own like communication with spirit? Like, are they actually positioning me to be able to do that and instead? And mm -hmm. so like, to me, that's a huge discerning factor because like, I, like we were talking, this is our theme, I guess, for today is that where is that power plugged in? Mm -hmm. And I don't want it plugged into a teacher, right? Like they, I want it still plugged into myself. So um, I feel like that was really helpful for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you, and, um, you know, I know this can be a difficult question for some, but I wanted to ask you, what were some of the obstacles that you faced in the beginning of your journey and how did you overcome it? Um, obstacles, I'll say a big one, and especially in growing in, in business wise is like, you're the one that's providing the service, right? Someone that's providing the service and at the same time, like I said, I could see these components, of the strong component of a spiritual aspect, right, playing a role into the emotional, the mental, and the physical. And so like to, to go out there and like start this business that was everybody saw first and that is acupuncture and oriental medicine, right? Like, but then to see... Oh, like we need to do, do this spiritual aspect because it's huge, you know? Um, and so it's, for me, that was like an obstacle in a way because like not everybody saw it. Um, mm -hmm. and so then it was like, okay, well, am I, how do I navigate this? Do I leave this out just to try to like get people to come in and start making money and everything? Or, and then I have this internal battle of like, how much do I eat? how much do I say? Like, how much do I do? Because like, I know that this is a part of their journey. And I feel like if I'm here, I ought to say something, you know? And, and so now like it still shows up because once again, I'm like trying to feel out the space, but I will say I err definitely more on the side of just talking about it. And mm -hmm. the people that it's for, it's going to be for them. And then they're okay with it. They're okay mm -hmm. with that. That I'm blending that aspect um, into what it is that I do. And and it's because like, I see you as a whole person. Yeah. Like I see you as a spirit in this physical body. So therefore we got to talk about it. Like, <laughs> so, like no, I don't, I'd, I'd much rather provide that service and, then the ones that it may not be for at this time, it may not be for them or it may, they may be like for someone else and that's okay. So it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, you just sit there and be in that space and offering the blessings in the way that they find who it is that's for them to support them. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Did you ever in your path feel that, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore? Sometimes it comes up. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not, it's actually the business part. 
Mm. Like it's the like little things of burning a business part yeah. that I, that I'm like, crap, I don't feel like doing this, like bookkeeping, you know, yeah. like, I just want to, I just want to study and I just want to teach. I just want to do workshops like yeah. that part. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I can keep going on that. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just the business admin type stuff. And then, yeah. In which somebody would say, okay, well, then you've identified that. So now we'll, we'll get a, a VA, like a virtual assistant or someone else will hire on to take on those roles. So that's something that I definitely am moving more towards. So then that way I can get that off of my plate and I can really just be like, come on, let me create yeah. presentations. You know? like, <laughs> Ooh, I, love that. That. I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. So I want to ask you you know, what do you hope to achieve when you're working with a new client? You know, what is it that you hope to achieve as a coach, as someone who's supporting them with Eastern medicine? Mm. So what I hope, and um, this is going to be very generic. I'm just going to say that in general right now. And it's intentional because of expectation. So like, this is a process that's for them. This is their personal healing journey. Mm -hmm. I am just happening to meet you and they are letting me in, which I appreciate. And, um, as they let me in, I understand that this is where they are in this phase. Right. And so with that, Mm -hmm. I at least would be like, this is my intention. This is my hope for them is that they can really see their power from within Mm -hmm. and that they can see that just how whole and complete, AKA they're perfect as they are. And that they can begin to really see who they are authentically and not only see who they are authentically, but then also feeling comfortable and confident to be that in whatever capacity it is that she's in. So like, that's my overall And then that way I release expectation of what that looks like because Mm -hmm. that's for them. Right. Like I know that a lot of coaches and consultants, like we, when we, when we discuss like what it is that we do, we're just talk about the end result. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and all of that jazz. And the thing is, is that I can paint that picture that much. I I know that you're going to feel like, dang, I know myself a lot more or wow. I can use these tools. Like, Oh, I know my clues now when I might feel like I'm going to burn out or like there's anxiety that's around or, or this relationship with this person, like they, they all of a sudden have that type of stuff for themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like, that is my intention for them. And then I release and let go of how they get there. And I release and let go what it ends up looking like. Mm-hmm. Some, some modules may not be applicable to them or resonate with them at that time. And that's okay. While others will definitely make a difference and an impact. Mm-hmm. I love that. I wanted to ask you why, you know, you mentioned that you help people getting back in touch with themselves. And obviously you paint a picture with for them, but also you know that you're just meeting them in their journey. Why is the things that you deliver as a coach, as a healer, not a healer, like an acupuncture and <laughs> and Eastern medicine amazing woman. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, why is this important to you? Why is it important? Uh, because like okay, so I was saying that the obstacle, like one of the obstacles was leaving out like this like spiritual component. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is that what I was seeing was it was like, I was kind of, I was getting so far when it came to um, treatment recommendations and then say she would go ahead and implement those treatments and whatnot. And, and the, but the thing is, is that there, I started seeing that there were deeper elements to it. And those deeper elements were those aspects of her, of like things that she may say or even believe about herself, um, things that she may do that she genuinely didn't want to be doing, mm-hmm. um, things that were going on in relationships with others. 
um, belief systems uh, that came from different cultures from her environment were impacting her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like those were, that is when things shifted for me and seeing it is those elements of who she is authentically that is not actually happening like in her physical world. And yet that discrepancy is showing up as physical, mental, and emotional symptoms. So while the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms are what you're coming to me for, sure, we can use an herb for this. Sure, we can use an oil or a needle or body work for that. But sustaining it, Mm. oh, it's like honey boo boo child. You got to go, you got to go to the spirit for that. Yeah. You got to see where you have like explore this belief that you may not even, and this is what's kind of cool too, is they didn't know. So once again, going to your question about the limiting beliefs, they didn't even know that that was there in their system and in, around them. And it was through me questioning um, through our conversations and and even through some of the treatments. Because I'll tell you too, as you're moving things, like right now, like I don't have a physical office, so I don't physically needle people anymore. I do subscribe to though, what one of my mentors says is that whatever moves the chi is the needle. Mm-hmm. So. That means it can be anything that actually gets the chi to move. And as you move the chi, you're moving the blood. The mind is housed in the blood. This mm-hmm. is like basic, um, basic Eastern medicine, like theory here, right? So therefore, as I'm moving, as we're moving the chi, we're moving the blood, we're moving the mind. Mm-hmm. And then that, then to me, you, the stagnancy that might've been there about whatever is going on that you're running on autopilot has now moved and has now come to your consciousness and to your awareness. And then from there, like there would be plenty of times they'd be like, oh, you can see it. Like you can see right when it, it dropped in and then it, and then out comes like this whole story of, Oh my gosh, when I was growing up, this or or you know what I was told that like or like and all of those things that like just kind of came in and then had been kind of functioning and and basically like guiding the show mm-hmm. all unconsciously for her. And that's fine because guess what happens? Like that's what our brain is doing. It's whole to me like one of its major roles is because it's saying, what can I push to the, mm-hmm. so that it's unconscious? Like, cause I don't want to put forth that much effort, like, mm-hmm. right. Into so, so it, all it's doing is just kind of like shifting and putting things in and then things are just kind of lodging in our bodies just so that we can keep going day to day. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people paint that as such a harsh, like negative picture. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that. And that's intentional because that actually is a part of your system's way of supporting you in coping with many traumas that tend to happen with, with high stressors. So like, that's the other thing is like people trying to decipher like what's a trauma, traumatic experience and all of that. And some people uh, go huge they go great big huge like like they only think like oh they were in war and so then that's what that or there was like an assault or like (laughs) they they were like left somewhere they were abandoned or something yes those are traumas and the body can also see it being traumatic that you didn't eat for 10 hours or it's traumatic that you got cut off while driving on the road that can that can be traumatic so it's it's actually kind of just exploring like what is how the body's just responding it's like it's this this high stress peak and the body's seeing like okay (laughs) that was stressful like extremely stressful and then like how do we interpret this how do we get past this how do we deal with this like what do we need to do you know so like there's all of those things that happen and so like i i don't 
I implore people to go ahead and like really take a look at it and embrace that mm-hmm. as part of them. Once again, you're whole. Yeah. That it has a role. It's there mm-hmm. to literally try to protect you mm-hmm. till you can see that there is safety. But if you keep, if you shut it off and ignore it, you're, you're actually allowing and enabling that whole automation process to happen. And so then I ask myself, what can I do to provide that safer space to allow that to come up and to, and if it's time for you to address it, and then now instead of it running on autopilot, you direct it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I resonated so hard with so many things that you mentioned in there because, uh, you know, you mentioned how these things have supported us for such a long time. And I agree because I often tell people that these beliefs, like a lot of times, and I speak about mindset, so I speak about limiting beliefs and I speak about these beliefs have existed for a really long time and they've helped us survive. You know, because that's the very first thing. Every time we go towards shifting our mindset, people are like, oh, no, no, that bad, that bad. Like, that's not bad. That just doesn't serve you anymore. It's served you at one point of time. So you need to give gratitude and let it go before you create a new mindset, right? Because if that didn't exist, you wouldn't be here right now creating a new mindset. Can I get stuck there, right? Let's just take a moment. Yes, 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 exactly. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I I, I speak a lot about this because even with what you were mentioning, trauma, a lot of people correlate it to the big bad things, but it can be the small things as well. And most of the times it is. As human beings, literally everyone is traumatized at this point of time, right? Mm -hmm. I, I can say for a fact that literally everyone on this planet is traumatized because of what happened in 2020. Because of mm-hmm. COVID, literally everyone is traumatized. Oh, you yeah. can't go out there and say like, oh, well, I'm not traumatized. No, you were traumatized at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? And even that is a big bad. Mm-hmm. It can be the smallest things. And so I, I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah, I'm resonating so hard in this episode. Like, I'm a big fan of this episode. I have to say, <laughs> I have to say to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too, actually. Because like, I mean, you got some great questions and it's just coming out. So like, oh yeah. like <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. Uh, I want you to ask you, you know, what, from the moment that your journey started till now, what are some of the changes that you have seen within yourself? Hmm. Changes within myself. Okay. So one is... <sighs> Increase compassion mm-hmm. um, and increase compassion definitely for myself. Yeah. Um, so, and because <laughs> there is this element like I could get so excited when I see a connection of something mm-hmm. that like, I just want to hurry up and like get all the things like (laughs) give me all the information so I can like continue to synthesize this and like try to make this make sense. And, and for some things it will happen like totally quick. And then other things, not so much. And Mm -hmm. like, then that's when I'm going like, what is it? What do you mean? Like, it's (laughs) so I can be a little bit hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, with some stuff um I will say like patience mm-hmm. also I have a different appreciation for patience I remember like patience being one of the things I used to pray about all the time all the time and um now I have this different like perspective mm-hmm. on it and can see okay well one like almost like manifestation role too, you know, like we keep asking for the same thing. Do you actually, well, one, do you see that it's actually happening in front of you? Right. Or not? Cause you're, you have might've set an expectation of what it was to look like. And so mm-hmm. you might be overseeing it. Yeah. Um, and then two, if we put it out there and we ask and we uh, uh, try to align as much as we can to that energy of it, then why do we continue asking? Mm-hmm. Like, because then, when really it would have been like it is and so you just kind of like that's it right so that even learning that 
um, is something for myself too. Um, trying to think and, and the compassion for myself extends also to others. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like learning more about things, learning more about things about my being and like who I am more authentically and through the lens of these different tools that I've come across as well has really helped me be able mm-hmm. to be in a position to support others the way that I do. Um, because then it also allows me to offer that compassion even more so to them. And like, it, it to me, it helped me like kind of align to like who it is I would like to be working with as well. Like, sure, we're idealists. Mm-hmm. We believe that we can change the world. Like, and we can do that though, through ourselves, through allowing and expressing who we are authentically by owning up to our perfection, that energy in and of itself means then that we start moving and being into these roles and in positions and into uh, careers and into volunteer positions and all of that stuff into places that align with us so authentically that it is like effortless. Mm. It becomes a state of flow for us that is just like, ooh, it's just magical. It's just like, that's it. You know, that's us. And we can do that. We can do that in a way that truly does impact the world. And, but it came through us just being who we are, where we can do that so sustainably and do that so awesomely. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I recall there is this, this, um, there was this guy that I was dating at one point and <laughs> the funny thing is is like he 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 reflects back to me he goes you know you kind of like just told me and this is like very short time frame dating by the way he's like you kind of just told me like you had like five or six different jobs and I was like what and so <laughs> and he he like listed all these things that I did, like, well, you sold like this, you worked at this store, you worked at that store, you were a babysitter, you're doing this. And I'm like, oh, interesting. And here's the thing though, as I'm in the midst of it, I'm just going and feeling things out. Opportunities are just coming. And I had the energy to do it Mm. because now I've learned when it is an alignment for me, and I've witnessed this for others. It is like so energizing mm. to do what it is for you and who you are authentically. It matches so well that it's like it's it's like an extension of you. You didn't have to make it. It didn't have to be forced, if that makes sense. It's like it's it literally is this extension of you that it just comes out. And it's like and because there's not as much effort, you got energy within you to just keep going. Right. Like it's to me, it's like seeing the theory of flow. Um, And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that theory before or that um, the book. It's it's Dr. Mahali. I, the last name starts with a C and it's, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but you can like research it. Um, but like he talks about the theory of flow and it is like this moment where it just becomes effortless. Mm. Now it took a little effort to get there, but it gets to a point where it just meets and it's like, yeah in a, a state of flow some people call it like a runner's high if they're a runner i'm not a runner i run when i'm chased um so <laughs> that's it like, <laughs> like leisure running is not my jam but like yeah. but there are other ways that like i experience flow mm-hmm. and um for some people that might meditate like in different forms mm-hmm. of meditation like one of them might be in coloring like sometimes I could be coloring and I just color and I, and I don't even eat. It's like this, uh, you are no longer aware of time and space as you're in it. Yeah. That's how much it matches. And to me is an extension of who you are. Yeah. There was this movie called soul. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it kind of built a bit into this, of that, that aspect of being the state of flow. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. 
Yeah. I did. And because you brought it up, I'm, I actually am going to watch it again because I yeah. loved that movie. Like I loved, loved, loved it. And I would see people's comments before I watched it. And then I was like, hmm, let me see. And then when I watched it, that's when I realized like, oh, your comment reflected where it is that you may not understand mm. your power as a spiritual being, right? Like, cause you, and, and, and there was just so much that was in that, that it was yeah. like, man, this is so beautiful. <laughs> no, I know that. that was such a beautiful movie. Um, I feel like Disney's releasing a lot of great movies and this turn of, you know, all the new movies yeah. that are coming up, I'm resonating so hard with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm loving because there's so many, there's just like so many aspects of like the the spiritual components that are in there. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, it's cool because it's the camps of the people that are like, the spiritual people yeah. like they yeah. they are aware of a lot of of these entities and things like that right like so like it's funny because they all see the movies and they see it they see yeah. all these little things but then you have the other people who are like yeah why did they put it that and it's like yeah your awareness is not quite there yet so, like, <laughs> <laughs> so you see what you see which is cool and then like as other people like we see this and so like yeah. um it's it's just awesome and i'll tell you this is like you just like validated and confirmed something. So like, um, cause in one of the, in one of the groups, like memberships and stuff like that, like usually you see book club and which is awesome. I love reading books. Like this is only some, there's a bookshelf of others over here. And I actually sold and gave away hundreds, um, two years, like two or three years ago. Um, yeah. cause I love books. Right. But then I was like, you know what? I want to do a movie club. And so like, cause, because I see these things in, in the movies. And so like, that is like an S like, that's a, that's one of the things that I'm introducing. It's is like, Hey, watch this movie. And then we're all going to chat about it. And then like, I can show you like some of the stuff that I'm seeing. And then we're opening up the space. So I can see what it is that you're seeing, but then like, mm-hmm. not just what you're seeing, but then also s- so you can explore like how is that a reflection in your holistic health? How is that a reflection into your well-being? How does that also reflect in the way that you lead? Like your because yeah. like I said it's these, this leadership component, right? Like yeah. so um I wanna yeah. join. I, I have boozles, <laughs> I don't know if you can see, but I have boozles like a moving club. That's that's the perfect space for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we send me watch movies and we talk about them on all depth of what's there. Yes. I love it. My, my family kicks me out of movies, you know, because I keep pausing the movie and I'm like, oh, did you see that? This this means this and this one. And then, if you don't sit down and watch the movie one quick go, we're going to throw you out of the room. And I'm like, but who? Why can't we discuss? They're like, no, you do this way too often. Yeah, you can't just pause the movie. You gotta let it ride. And I then... don't. I am not this person. I enjoy the lot of my family. So you know, I keep pausing. So they literally push me towards the end of the bed so that they can sit closer to the laptop and they can prevent me from hitting pause and be like, "Oh, did you see this? This means this." Like, no, no, no. Like, okay, fine. I guess we're doing it. Uh, um, but. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh my God! All right, all right, Denise. Um, we're gonna quickly run through the last few questions here. Gotcha. I'm gonna ask you, what is your or what would be your biggest tip to anyone who's starting out in this specific area of getting into Eastern medicine or getting into coaching? One biggest mm, biggest tip. Um, I would say to, and this is something that I talked about before. Um. And that is gauge how you feel around them. Um, And in the sense of, do you feel like you, do you feel like you're being um, drained Mm. or do you feel like you're being filled? Like, right. And, and um, because and like I said, this is a practice for myself and that I try to do for others um, is that this is to me, I'm in this to support you in the way that you can see your own 
healing capacity for yourself. Yeah. And I'm here to present different lenses and different tools and things like that, that you can put into your life. And so with that being said, sometimes like people could might end up going into meeting others and into these other spaces that to me are mm-hmm. disempowering how, so kind and how things that you can kind of tangibly be aware of is how much do they talk about pain mm-hmm. and hurt? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a tool that is used um, to get people to attach emotionally. Um, and then sometimes people make choices out of fear of that pain and out of fear of that pain worsening. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that when you do that short term wise, it can help. Um, but then if you are the one that's looking for assistance, and I'm going to say this, it it can help and actually can be appropriate for some people in certain times. So honor that if, if short term is what you need to just get through it, go for it. Right. Please go for it. And then you have, once you are through that, then you have another opportunity to assess, okay, well now this is where I'm at. Now, what am I open to? Mm. So just honor that. I'm not saying either position is, is better than the other. Mm. Um, and I'll, and then once you get through the short term, then you can ask like, okay, I'm, I'm really cool and I'm ready for something that is longer term, um, right. Longer term support. And so then just kind of like, look, and, and, and kind of put your feelers out. Um, I do feel like it's, that's huge is Mm -hmm. actually really seeing what kind of spaces are you in? If you're, if you do feel like you are being drained or if you're feeling, um, like you are feeling like you're more empowered when you're around there, um, and really seeing what you just are capable of is very important, um, to look for. And there was something else that was just right there. And um, to take note of, oh, it'll come back if it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that was such a wonderful tip. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you know, this podcast actually started out as a spiritual podcast. So I wanted to know if you have any spiritual techniques or things that you love to do to manage your work and life to be in that space that you need to be to be in the space of flow um do you have any spiritual practices that you do spiritual or self-care so okay so my my type in my being is definitely of a, a little bit more play and adventure and um like variety okay so please know this is where i'm speaking from is from this side <laughs> so like for me um there's like meditation for instance it looks differently mm. um so like there are times when it, it is that i can sit and i'm in silence there are times when it's guided um mm. and it's more visualization there's times when i'm doing more sound healing there's times mm. when it might be nature is involved. And so I need to go to a park. And actually last night I was looking um for uh, a Zen garden, actually for my desk so that I can incorporate some type of earth and, and thing here. Um, yeah. And I actually like what I'm looking at right now is like uh, I have a stone stacking set that I just got recently. Um, so like even then, like in the- <laughs> It's funny because that's a course that I'm working on and I'm building out right now is just the different forms of meditation Um, and that like some people, there's so many different ways to meditate. And I feel like for for some, it's just a matter of learning what style is for you and then also understanding where you're at and you're in the cycle of things, um, especially the lunar cycle and the different energies that come with it, where it's like aligning to um, and knowing and being aware of that. Right. Like yeah. that there's just certain things that's going to come easier than at some times than other times. Yeah. So it's learning and becoming aware of that. Um, so and cooking is actually one of my other ones that I can just get into a flow of when mm-hmm. I'm not being forced. So yeah. when I'm not being forced, but I can just go in and like totally just wing it and how I know I'm in that is because I would spend hours looking at recipes, building out a meal, like multiple courses. And then I like challenge myself of, Hmm, 
all right. And I'll look and put like, <laughs> like be like three or four different recipes, put them together to create my own. And then like, and then be, oh, we got this. We're going to do that. And like, I, I yeah. try to like have fun with it and be like, what's already here in the house? Like, and then I'll, okay. So then what's something that I can make it. And I just kind of get in my zone, like yeah. of multiple things are literally cooking and I'm prepping and all of that to come together. And then it's, how do I present it on a plate? And like, and that's why I like white plates because I want the food to be the mm-hmm. star on the plate, you know, like, so yeah. um, that's something else that I'll do um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. Like, and I think it's just, you got to learn the way that what, what spiritual tools and aspects are for you and mm-hmm. um, the way that I got confirmation of my adventuresome or variety uh it's actually like in my astrological chart and then also human design and gene keys um it was all the same thing like yeah uh, my enneagram like they're very consistent as far as what comes up whenever i do them yeah. um or take a look at what what they might have to offer me at that time um so for me it is within me to to have this variety for others, it may not be, and that's okay. So like, that's what we did. That's what we discover is which ways it is that's more appropriate for them. But um, for me, those, that's why I listed a bunch of stuff because it it literally is like a bunch of different things. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. Uh, I want to ask you, what is something that has recently impacted your life a lot? Wait, Um, okay. So I'll say that... It would be okay. So I'll say that it would be Gene Keys mm-hmm. is is one um, most recently, um, and then and recently I did begin to have a deeper appreciation for the area that I'm in and the multitude of parks that are available um to us and just how different they are um Mm. from each other like it sounds so simple but like to to literally go into like one geographical space and like there's you know just different birds different bugs different types of grass trees and stuff like that like and then you travel 10 minutes you know, another direction and there's something else that's there. And like, I just feel like that when you kind of just sit there with it mm-hmm. is it's truly impactful to me because also it's my environment, like it's around me and like this is what's here too, mm-hmm. that sometimes we don't get to see outside of the buildings that are just yeah. like immediately around me. It's finding those pockets of them there. Yeah, and I truly not. feel like, I truly, truly feel like God's like, spark in those yeah. areas and I can just kind of sit there and be oh I love that all right what is something that you'd like to promote to anyone who's listening to this right now who we are reaching the end of the podcast so what is um something that you'd like people to check out they can definitely mm-hmm. check it out from the link in the description but any one thing that you would like to let them know that this is something you have to check yeah like so okay you have that question about for somebody who's like getting started or they're coming Mm -hmm. in and they want to incorporate this so like um this quiz might be up your alley to check out of like just going in and seeing like what's your unique like playful adventure towards holistic healing and well-being and leadership so like um in the quiz give me like five-ish minutes of answering questions (laughs) and then seeing you know like just like what type of what style is for you at this time based on that like and and what can you what may I offer you to look for as you're out and about like Mm -hmm. um to looking looking for support and building your team Mm -hmm. so I would say that quiz and then I'll put the link there for you too I love that I love that what is one last thing that you would like to leave my listeners yeah so one of those is this motto and it's on the perfect playground, um, which which that's the space wherever I'm at talking about this stuff is called the perfect playground. But it's one thing that I would say that you could really start to believe in. And that's saying this mantra, which is I am whole 
I am complete. I am perfect. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Janisha, for sharing your wonderful, wonderful souls conquest with all of us here on this podcast. <laughs> it was such an amazing pleasure having you here. The time passed. I I genuinely resonated and aligned with everything that you said, which is huge. Because oftentimes I'm like, huh, let me see if I can find something there. But no, I genuinely enjoyed and aligned with everything that you said. That was so powerful. Thank you so much for being here on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening till the end of this episode. I am extremely excited and grateful to have you here as a part of the Conqueror family and for you to enjoy all these episodes that I am putting forward. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your stories and tag me on Instagram at madhurima, that is M-A-D-H-U-R-I-M-A underscore freedom, that is F-R-E-E-D-O-M, soul coach, S-O-U-L-C-O-A-C-H. Wow, that's a mouthful. But Feel free to tag me on there and let me know what your biggest takeaway from this particular episode was. You can also let me know on Instagram who is a guest that you would like to have on the show next. And I will try my level best to reach out to them and have them on the show just for you guys. Thank you so much for being here once again. Please feel free to rate, review on Apple and let me know what you think about this episode. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next one.